Good afternoon, Church. Welcome to C3 Metro Manila's digital service. I'm glad that you can join us today, whether you're watching on Facebook or listening to our podcast. Today, we have Pastor Bernard leading the discussion on how close God is to us. Spoiler alert, He is closer to us than our very breath. So before we delve into it, why don't we pause and pray and then enter into a time of worship. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We acknowledge your presence. We thank you for gathering us. We thank you that it is your love that continues to bind us. We thank you for your spirit that is alive and present in us, um, ministering through us. Lord, we ask that you speak to us this afternoon through this message, through the praise and worship session. Um, we lift up your name. We lift up the service to you because we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Presence when it comes to your voice. 
Good afternoon, C3 Metro Manila community and anyone else who may be tuning in. We're glad that you can join us today. Um, I hope you're all doing well. Um, I also hope that you were able to check out or to, to, to join the um, C3 Global Conference online this past Thursday. There was a lineup of great speakers, including Pastor Phil, the founder of C3, who concluded with a very powerful message and, and, and also a, a celebration, um, a 40-year anniversary celebration. So if you missed it, um, C3 Global should be posting the entire conference uh, today, sometime today. So I encourage you to check it out. Um, it should be either on their YouTube page or on their website. Um, uh, C3 TV, check it out. Also, in, in relation to current events, um, I hope you're all enduring through everything that's happening. I mean, uh, there's a lot going on in our world right now, right? First of all, we just had one of the strongest typhoons come through Manila, um, will come through Luzon, and uh, I hope you've been able to you've been able to endure through the storm, whether it's uh, well, literally speaking, right, um, or maybe even perhaps figuratively speaking, if you're experiencing challenges internally. Um, although you know, by the time that it did reach Manila, um, the storm had weakened, um, but there was, regardless, there were so many people who were affected, um, whether it was, you know, on the east coast of Luzon or you might live in flood prone areas within Metro Manila. So if, if you're watching this and you were significantly impacted by the storm, uh, please uh, reach out to us and we'll see what we can do as a, a church community to, to, to help you. Um, yeah. Um, and then on top of this, you know, <laughs> The, the, the U.S. elections is keeping everybody, the entire world, on edge. Um, I'm sure you've been tuning in. Um, uh, if not, you know, uh, just so you know, the outcome of that election um, impacts the Philippines and the rest of the world. So I'm sure it's creating a lot of anxiety for a lot of people because, um, you know, while, while as I'm recording this, um, there hasn't been an outcome yet. So hopefully by the time you're watching this, uh, there's all the ballots have been counted and or at least for the most part to, to determine um, a winner of the election. Uh, side note, I saw this meme on Facebook. Um, it was a picture of a few Filipinos counting eggs and it said still counting balots. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's probably not funny for you, but it was funny for me. I thought it was hilarious. Um, if you're an international listener, balot is a must try. I encourage you to, 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 to go to your nearest Filipino community and try some balut. Um, I think you'll love it. Wink, wink. Um, anyways, during these challenging times, it's important to recon. Uh, it's, it's important to continue recentering ourselves. Um, um, recentering ourselves in truth, especially uh, the truth as affirmed by our faith, right? And so, for the past several weeks, we've been discussing topics on the Imago Dei, or the image of God, as it relates to our vocational call. Um, what is our vocational call? How are we tuning our ears to the voice of God so that we may discern the way in which God has called us or has invited us to participate in His work? Or even deeper than that, beyond our profession, who are we called to be? You know, I hope those messages have spoken to you, and I hope you were blessed um, also blessed by our guest speaker last week, Pastor Eric Harrison, um, who discussed the transformative aspect of our vocational call. 
being formed in the image of Christ. Ultimately, that is um, our, our main vocational call, is to, a, to pursue a path of transformation so that we may become formed into the image of Christ, right? So there's a lot more that can be discussed there um, uh, uh, within this specific topic, but uh, we'll, we'll put that for, we'll, we'll pause that for now. Um, we'll take a break from uh, that topic. Uh, but today, um, I'd like to briefly discuss the, the presence of God as revealed by the name of God and what is it that we're being invited into. Um, so if you have your Bibles, turn with me or swipe with me first to Exodus 3. This is the first verse that I want to read today. Um, and it says, But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites say, and say to them, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of our ancestors has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, um, God said to Moses, I am who I am. He, and he said further, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God also said to, the, to Moses, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my title for all generations. So essentially what, what God is conveying in this dialogue um, with Moses is that God cannot be contained within the limitation of our language, right? Uh, because whenever we try to name God, we put God in a box. We contain God. Um, that's why God says, I am who I am. So whatever limitations we've placed on God, He is beyond that. He is beyond what we can comprehend. He's essentially telling Moses that I am existence itself. You cannot name me. You cannot contain me, right? Um, so that, that, that is the essence of God. But there's another name of God that I'd like to highlight today. And, I, you know, I'd like to focus in on this name. And so, so, to, so to explore that name, turn with me, turn with me to Genesis 4.26. And it says, um, At that time, people began to invoke the name of Yahweh. That's it. That's, that's the verse. At that time, people began to invoke the name of Yahweh. And I'm sure many... Um, uh, so Yahweh, first of all. Most English translations, most of your Bibles that you're looking at probably say Lord. But if you look at the original Hebrew, um, it says Yahweh, right? And I'm sure many of you are familiar with this, but the Hebrew name for God is Yahweh. Um, and as Christians, we usually pronounce it as Yahweh. But how many of you know that in the ancient Hebrew, there aren't actually vowels in his name? It's literally just Y-H-W-H, or in the Hebrew, yod hi vai hi right? Uh, I'm saying right as if you guys all know Hebrew. But anyways, yeah, that's what it sounds like in Hebrew. <laughs> um, according to the Jewish community, God's name is unspeakable. Formerly, God's name is not and could not even be spoken at all. Right? It can only be breathed. Um, its correct pronunciation is the very sound of inhalation and exhalation. 
I encourage you to try it. Just try that breathing process and uh, um, hear the name of God. His name is our very breath, right? So God's closeness to us is in the midst in the very is in the midst of the very air that we breathe. Yahweh. So what 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 is the implication of this? What are the implications of this? Well, number one, God is near to us, right? Many of us grow up with this understanding that God is distant, somewhere up there in the clouds, um, removed from our lives, removed from you know the affairs of the world. Um, but this is a very, for a lack of better terms, this is a very pagan understanding of God, right? And it continues to skew our perspective in modern day, um, which impacts the way we see ourselves because how we understand the divine affects how we understand ourselves, right? Um, even our language reflects this. What's the Filipino word for God? Jos, diba. But Jos is simply a transliteration of the Latin Deus, right? Transliteration. Uh, transliteration just means uh, when a word is translated from another language um, as the exact same word uh, as in the original language, right? Being pronounced, uh, but just being pronounced and spelled based on the language it's being translated into. So like, you know, ball pen in English, it would be ball pen in Tagalog. <laughs> that would be a transliteration. So, so Jos is simply a transliteration of the Latin Deus. And Deus is literally a transliteration of Zeus. Zeus, the supreme god amongst the Greek pantheon of gods, a god who is removed, distant, angry, ready to throw a lightning bolt whenever we mess up, right? That God. And for, 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 for a lot of people, that's still our depiction of God. But the biblical narrative affirms the contrary. Let me just go ahead and read some of these verses. Genesis 2, 7. He breathed the life, he, he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. And then the psalmist in Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the close to the brokenhearted, um, and then Job in Job 32. But there is a spirit within the people, the breath of the Almighty within them. And then the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 42, he gives breath to everyone, life to everyone who walks the earth. And then the apostle Paul in Acts 17, um, 26 through 28. From one ancestor, he made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our very being. For in him we live and move and have our very being. God is near to us. He is as near as the breath, that, um, the air that we breathe. So another implication that I'd like to discuss is that it affirms our identity and our self-worth, right? Um, so, so the name of Yahweh, um, Yahweh, the fact that God's very name is our breath. It affirms our identity and our self-worth. Um, it affirms that your identity 
and self-worth isn't depend dependent on anything external, but simply on the fact that you have breath, that, that you have the breath of God, that you have been created, that you are a son and daughter of the Most High God. Colossians um, 1.15 says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible. Genesis 2.7, I'd like to reread that. He breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. So the fact that creation, which includes you, was birthed into existence through God, the fact that God breathed life into you um, through your nostrils is an indication of your value and, and self-worth. Nothing else defines it. Only the fact that you have been created. Right? This, is significant. this is significant because um, when we have this understanding of God, um, we operate differently, right? When we operate from this place of fullness, we, we end up doing beautiful things in the world, right? But when we operate from a, a place of emptiness, uh, of a place of needing to find, constantly find validation for our, our identity and self-worth, we end up doing things that can be destructive, not only for ourselves, for, but for everyone around us. But when we're full, when we are affirmed in our identity, when we know who we are and we, and we understand our value as a person, as a human being, that can flow out of us and we end up doing beautiful things in the world. We end up doing, um, we end up blessing people, right? Blessing those around us, our family, our community, um, our, our world. So, yeah, God affirms us, Yahweh, the name of Yahweh affirms us in our identity and self-worth. Now, the last thing I'd like to discuss or that I'd like to highlight is that uh, understanding the name of God to be Yahweh is an invitation to engage in the disciplines of abstinence, that is, to abstain from things that may cause clutter in our lives, that may be preventing us from experiencing God fully, right? Because the reality is, um, you know, a lot of us, uh, we, we struggle with isolation and, and, and loneliness. We struggle to connect. I mean, this is just a condition of the modern world um, and amongst our generation, right? Um, but, but, but the reality is God is there. He's everywhere. Uh, we just have to awaken to His presence. You know, we, we, we often have so much going on in here, in our hearts, or we engage in so many activities that create distraction. Uh, we aren't able to experience God fully, right? For example, instead of spending time in God's presence, um, who affirms our value and our identity, um, we're spending t all this time on social media, right? Comparing and contrasting, comparing and contrasting, trying to find validation, yearning for affirmation through through the likes that we receive, um, through the engagement that we have on our post. Um, but God is right there in the midst of our very breath. 
waiting us, waiting for us to respond to the invitation to simply be, um, to simply be within His presence, to be affirmed, to be loved, right? Um, or maybe, maybe some of us, we 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 may be engaging in habits that are destructive, and and not life giving at all, right? Um, as human beings, we're designed to yearn for intimacy with God. We're designed to yearn for intimacy, uh, you know. Uh, uh, but but we often we often reach for cheap imitations of in- intimacy that provide temporary gratification that still manages to leave us empty. Thus, we yearn for the very same thing that just doesn't work, right? But God is right there. Um, waiting us for waiting for us to respond, waiting um, for us to have an intimate relationship with Him. And so, and so, when we practice um, abstinence disciplines, uh, when we abstain from things that may create clutter in our lives, that may um, create distractions, um, that may uh, lead us down self-destructive paths Uh, when we abstain from these things we're making room for god in our hearts which leads us to an abundant life within that's the invitation that 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 god is inviting us into you know jesus says i am uh, the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but i have come to bring life and life to the full The, the word that he uses there is zoe which refers to an abundant life um so so I encourage you today, I encourage you to, to examine yourself. Um, enter into a process of self-examination um, and identify those things, those distractions, uh, that clutter in your life, uh, the things that you need to abstain from. You know, spend time in prayer and meditation um, so that you can make space for God who yearns for intimacy with you who yearns to affirm you and validate your, your, your um, self-worth. Um, right. And so, as we, as we bring um, our discussion to a close, um, just allow me to recap. Like I've said, the proper way to pronounce the name of God um, is the process of Inhalation and exhalation. That's how God. That's how near God is to us. God is as near as our very breath, and it is God's very presence that gives us life. Now I don't know what you may be going through. Um, you know, we're all going through struggles. It may look differently, but we all have struggles. You know, some more challenging than others. Um, now, the Bible doesn't fully explain why we experience the struggles that we have, why we experience pain, why evil exists in the world, um, why there's so much suffering, right? But what it does affirm is God's closeness to us in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our pain, um, empowering us to endure, to persevere, to overcome, to be an embodiment of goodness and beauty in the world. So whatever challenges um, 
you may be having this season or perhaps in this moment, right? Just breathe. Breathe and be reminded that your very breath is the name of God. That's how near God is to you. So I leave you with this poem written by a psalmist um, in times of distress. It's Psalm 121. It says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where is my help to come from? My help comes from Yahweh who made heaven and earth. May he save your foot from stumbling. May he, your guardian, not fall asleep. You see, he neither sleeps nor slumbers, the guardian of Israel. Yahweh is your guardian, your shade. Yahweh at your right hand. By day, the sun will not strike you, nor the moon by night. Yahweh guards you from all harm. Yahweh guards your life. Yahweh guards your coming and going henceforth and forever. So may you rest in this truth. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for the narratives um, and stories in the Bible that we can look back to. Um, the, the experience of people in ancient days and, and how you have spoken to them, how you have uh, 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 given them life and how you have helped them endure through the challenges of life to the point where they named you. They named you Yahweh. You are the very breath of life. You are as close to us as the air that we breathe. And so we thank you for your presence um, in each of our lives. We thank you for our presence here right now. Um, despite being physically distant, um, you managed to be here, present everywhere. Um, so we thank you that you uh, help us endure. You give us the strength to persevere, to overcome, uh, and that you compel us to continue living lives that embody your goodness and beauty in the world. So I pray that you give us wisdom, you give us discernment um, to identify those things that are distracting us, um, that are creating clutter in our lives, um, that are preventing us from experiencing you fully, from awakening to your presence. Like Jacob, when he said, when he said, Eureka, your presence is here and I do not even know it. And so, Lord, I hope that all of us um, can continue to have that experience no matter where we are because everything is sacred. You are there. So may, may we awaken to your presence. May we be compelled um, by your presence to live a life worthy of your name. So, Lord, we offer up this time to you. Um, we offer up this service in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, church, that concludes our digital service. I hope you were blessed and encouraged by Pastor Bernard's message. Remember, if you're going through tough times, if you feel like you're alone, if you feel overwhelmed with everything that's been happening, just remember to pause and breathe. Yeah? That is how close God is to you. That is how close help is to you. 
If you would like to support our ministry or send your tithes and offering to C3 Metro Manila, you may do so digitally through these platforms that you see on your screens. We have PayPal, Gcash, or Union our Union Bank account. And if you are new to this space, to this church, and you would like to know C3 Metro Manila better, please do send us a private message on our social media and, we'd, and we would be glad to reach out or to connect with you as soon as possible. Again, thank you for joining us today. Have a blessed week, everyone.